Hey, welcome everybody. It's time once again for another episode of Let's Talk Real Estate. Your weekly BS with Barry Saywitz about the current commercial real estate market here in Southern California as we take a no BS look at both sides of the issues driving the market today with the man. Well, he's been on both sides in the middle and up and down. He's been all over the place. Where are you at today, Barry? I'm right here with you. Uh, Good morning, Paul. And we're back for another show of Let's Talk Real Estate. I'm excited to be here and welcome to all of our listeners and our viewers out there for another week of uh, Let's Talk Real Estate. I'm excited uh, for the show that we have today. Before we get going, I do want to do a couple of shout outs. First to my son who turned 18 this week, Uh, congratulations, Uh, so proud of you and and happy for the man that you have become and can't wait to see what comes next for you as we're on pins and needles waiting to see what colleges you get into here in the next couple of weeks. I also want to do a shout out to all of the teams since today is uh, the start of March Madness. Uh, All the basketball teams out there, especially my UCLA Bruins, uh, good luck to everyone. With that said, I am Barry Saywitz, president of the Saywitz Company, managing partner of Barry Saywitz Properties, and uh, I, I'm glad to be back here this week. Our guest today uh, is Barbara Del Glaze, uh, mayor of uh, the city of Huntington Beach. Uh, Barbara, welcome to the show. We're, we're glad to have you on to talk both real estate, city of Huntington Beach, Orange County, and anything else you want to talk about. Well, thank you, Barry. It's uh, it's exciting to be here. Um, it's never hard for me to do all those things that you just said <laughs> the city you know the real estate whatever orange county yeah and you have a long history both on the real estate side of things as being a real estate expert uh, on the residential side for a long long time and also your involvement with the city and with various different aspects of the county i want to read something because uh, it's a fairly healthy list and i couldn't uh, memorize it but you are in addition to being mayor uh, and having past positions you are currently serving on the orange county transportation authority board the Sanitation District, the Santa Ana River Flood Project, the Association of Cities, uh, and not to mention other intergovernmental and economic development councils. I, I don't know how you have time for breakfast and lunch. Today. <laughs> yes. You know what it is? Um, so many of our cities run on those kind of committees because it brings other cities together. And then you get to know what's going on in the community and the county. There's so many things that impact our daily lives here that we drive right by. Right? I don't even yeah. realize it. But there's tremendous work going on the Santa Ana River. Uh, they're still trying to create safe zone areas so residents don't have to have flood insurance. That's been in the works for years, and it's been approved, but there's there's no um, funding. And, and that obviously impacts multiple cities as the river runs through, through many places. We have about... Uh, I think nine or ten on the list, and Huntington is the most. And Huntington Beach spends residents spend probably close a little over five million dollars a year hmm, in, in flood insurance. Yeah, yeah. And so the if I want to rewind for a second because you've been around for uh, quite a while, as have I, and you've seen the growth in Huntington Beach. Let's start with that because uh, it's not just a sleepy surf community. It's not just about the beach anymore. It's much more than that. Well, I think it is. In a way, those things that you just said, we we ha- we do have um, parts of the community that still maybe carry that. And what I mean by that is um, downtown is really a surfing USA. We have a fortunate visit Huntington Beach, our visitors bureau, led by Kelly Miller. And really, what he has done over the last ten years is really created an, a place where people want to come to. And so the the surfing vibe is there. It may not have to be the little beach town, but I think what it does do is it brings people from all over, all over the world. There's oh, sort yeah. of a 
like Surf City USA, right. you know, and being out on the pier and um, oh, the art fair and the walk around and the restaurants and the bars and the car shows and all of it. Really, the vibe down there is really great as compared to other beach cities. That's right. While nobody's got a lot of land to work with, you actually do have quite a bit more land. We than actually do. Else. We have uh, almost 10 miles of coastline and un- uninterrupted. Yeah, we do have lots of people that come to the beach. And it also makes us a perfect spot to have the surf communities events like the ISO, you know, the Winter Nationals or the Juniors. And then, of course, in the summertime, we have um, the U.S. Open. And that attracts so many people. It's watched worldwide. Yeah, and not to mention the volleyball and the air yes. show and all the other fun stuff. I mean, no question, there's no lack of things to do uh, in Huntington Beach, certainly in the summertime. And, you know, one of the things that's very exciting for us right now, sadly with COVID, it really forced a lot of cities to pull out the planning book again. Okay, how are we going to do this and what are we doing going forward? Our downtown has needed to look at Main Street for some time. And that's what we're doing. Fortunately, during COVID, we did close the street to the second block, and many of the restaurants benefited from that. As a matter of fact, we have a number that actually did better with tables out in the street, <laughs> out in the street, in the sidewalk. And I think part that comes from is either they're hidden a little bit there, um, people didn't know they were there, but I think people really love eating outside, especially, look where we are, we're right next to the beach, we just switched over, right now it's gonna stay lighter later, and uh, how fun is it to go downtown and you know maybe have a dinner, a glass of wine, and just enjoy uh, being near the beach? Yeah, I I think there's no question that that while the initial impact of um, having dinner in the middle of the street wasn't something people were too hip to, now it's just no big deal. I'd rather eat outside. And then when you make a reservation on Open Table or Yelp, it asks you indoor, outdoor, right? And right. you don't know what that means, but you just decide whether you want to be in or out. And there's no question COVID caused many businesses to rethink what they're doing and how they're doing it. I'm curious what feedback you get at the city level and in just your day-to-day of what you do, how businesses in general are doing in the current environment. So certainly struggle a year or 18 months ago today, different struggles, but at a different place. I'm curious what you're, what you're hearing. Is I, I actually appreciate you asking that question because I'm going to brag a little. COVID was devastating. I mean, for really not only for individuals, but obviously for cities and and business owners. I've got to give a a shout out not only to our city, some of the departments that really stepped up. Here's an example. Suppose you're a builder or developer and you're doing something and all of a sudden the city closes. Well, the planning department put everything online so you could still get a permit or you could still send your plans in. Our fire department, so quick in turning things around, they even offered the vaccinations for first responders and seniors. And lastly, well, not really lastly, but one of the things, we have a large senior community in Huntington Beach. They're not moving, they love living there, right? And we have a lot of services for them. Well, we served over 100,000 meals in a time period from when COVID started, because we do a lot of uh, Meals on Wheels, Mm -hmm. we do meals at the Senior Center, and it was very, very active. People come all the time. I really am proud of the staff and the city services that took it over. The other thing we did do is support some of the businesses with the tax dollars that we got from the feds. Yeah. And it helped immensely. And there were some people who didn't. You know, they just, for whatever reason, they, they couldn't make it. But I, I think the city really did try to be a partner in it. And um, it made a difference because 
one of the things that, because of some really smart decisions by the council over the last few years, we are actually in a um, surplus where we planned really smartly and um, we refinanced our pension debt and brought it down from 7% to 2.9. You can't do that today because the rates have moved. But there was just a couple of really important things I think that we did that will benefit the city long term. Which is great. And, you know, like a lot of our coastal cities, we're older. And a lot of the things that we have, our infrastructure needs to be redone. It needs to be updated. And I think the benefit, people will really benefit from this. Once it's updated, it works better. There's more efficiency. For example, I've been a big proponent of broadband. We need more. We need more of it in our city. You should be able to go to the beach and have it. You know, why not? Wi-Fi and have a signal. Yes. And so we're working on it. It's coming along. And I'm, um, I'm very excited about being connected. Then those are all good things, and it seems like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but COVID forces some of these things. Many. It, it makes you react, whereas it wouldn't have been at the forefront of what you're talking I, I, about. Not only the forefront, I think what happened is people had to sit down and really say, okay, what's important? What are we doing here? How can we improve going forward now that we know this? For example, Main Street. We did bring the restaurants out onto the street. Now we're doing a serious plan on second on the second block and making it permanently closed. And so it won't just be about the tables in the, in the it'll street. It'll be the whole people, experience. Yes, it will be people being there, walking through. And I think it'll help businesses because people will be walking. You won't have giant motorcycles or really loud cars coming through, which for a lot of people is really disturbing when you're eating dinner. Sure, sure. But it also helps them walk by the store. And if you have people walking by your store, they'll probably come in. My new business, I think, will be the valet parking for the oh. walking street in Huntington Beach. <laughs> okay. We could use that, I'm sure. I'm sure. In terms of just the dynamics of the city as a whole, I, I talk about the city's view, I guess, from the council level relative to pro-business, business growth, and, and just the continued expansion, I guess, of the city as it goes forward. Well, let me step back a little bit. I think about 10, maybe 12 years ago now, because we had the recession, the Great Recession, Bellaterra, our, our beautiful mall, was uh, being redone and opened. It really brought life to the northern part of the city. So there were apartments built, and you could get out of your car and go to the gym or restaurant, right? And it was really dreamed up as an economic uh, development for the city. That Edinger corridor, that Beach Boulevard corridor, that's kind of where it got started. Because of now some of the issues that we've had, I can't say we're as far along as we had hoped to be. But in the last couple of years, there's a lot of people coming to Huntington Beach. Let me brag again. Uh, the Boeing company, who absolutely, I run a point to probably really help the growth of Huntington. Well, not probably. It did help right. the growth of Huntington Beach. They decided to close their Huntington Beach, the real big part of the building. There's probably a thousand or so left there. But they sold off the land. And Cirrus Regis now is built and building a new business park. We have Amazon as one of our tenants for one of the small distribution centers. Just some of those, and it's attracting what I like is our, some of our companies who have been in the city a very long time, Campro, for example, they're moving into a bigger building. Right, they're right. not leaving the city. They're le- actually moving in. And, and that's that's exciting for us because 
there's a lot of businesses in Huntington that have been there a long time and they need more room. Yeah, and then you have these new businesses coming in that are dynamic businesses yes. that bring not only other people, but uh, I'm assuming also people will look to then live closer to where they work if they can and potentially bring a new type of person into the city. But the Ceres Regis development and the certainly in the Amazon deal from a real estate perspective, from a guy being in the real estate business, watch it very closely because everybody follows along and says, oh, well, Amazon is paying X in rent, I should get uh, a little bit less than that, but still a ridiculous number, sort of drives up the market in terms of the prices. Let's shift gears for a second over to the real estate on the residential side, on the commercial side. I think we've seen it on both ends of the stick where you just, I mean, the market has just continued to rise over the past year or two fairly dramatically. Yeah, it has been very dramatic. And I would say probably three 2019, the market was moving along, and slowly we could see the inventory just lower and lower and lower. And it's for me as a longtime realtor, it's very unsettling. I, I don't like it when it's this low because I think people like choice. Yeah. And right now, there's not a lot of choice. And I think it's challenging for buyers today, and we don't want it to be that way. We want them to have a good experience and want to you know, live in the community that they want to live in. But I think it's going to be here for a while. The low interest rates, and then honestly, to tell the truth, they haven't built anything either. Right. The building has gone down to almost zero. And why I mentioned the Beach Edinger Corridor, it was a real step in the city trying to bring new business into the community without impacting our residential real estate communities. You know, keeping it on the outside right. of the city. Well, you're redeveloping something yes. uh, that that needed it, frankly, it definitely, definitely and does. created a more dynamic place. And then what that does, I think, anyway, is it feeds to the residential because if you have these amenities, then you will want to live near the amenities. That's you right. don't want to say, "Oh, I don't want to live closer to the freeway. I want to live closer to the beach." No, I have all these amenities. I can go there. So one of the things that's been exciting, we've OCTA, the Orange County Transit Authority, did try a pilot program with one of their little minivans. It didn't go so well in our community, but it really did in Elisa Viejo, Laguna Niguel, some of those cities in South County. So now we have a van, and it is downtown, and we just renewed it again. The popularity is growing, and it's fun. It's free. You know, people, I think they're going to raise it maybe a little bit coming this year because it's picking up, but it's an opportunity if you're downtown, maybe you're near the pier, but you want to go to the hotels. I haven't even had a chance to bring about our hotels, but that's an example And it's just fun, you know, for people to jump on. But one of the things that's really been a blend in a nice way is we have our beautiful hotels. We have the beaches right there. And yet you can really go downtown. And if you don't want to be over here, maybe it's too glitzy for you. You can Main Street really can bring you back to Surf City, USA. There's lots of surfboard shops that have been there a long, long time. I was going to say, you get a t-shirt, you get some board shorts, you're in good shape. You're in good shape. And we have the museum there, the International Surfing Museum. So that's a little step back in time. But um, What is the plan? I was going to uh, talking about the beach. What is the plan in, in a bigger perspective for a long PCH there with the hotels? I know there's still some plots of land that have screening on them. Uh, and, and I'm assuming there's something good that you got in store or someone does to build. We've had the longest bike path for a long time and then one of the one of the things from covid was everybody got outside right they got a bike or they wanted to walk well our bike path now is very crowded but i will tell you something very exciting i don't know when the last time you went to the beach but the railing 
as was metal or aluminum or something, and it was rotted. I mean, yeah. it was terrible. It was embarrassing. And we just finished putting up the new fence, and it's beautiful. And what's going to happen with that is they're going to widen the beach path, so it'll be wider for the bicycles, wider for the walker runners, yeah. and that's attracting a lot of excitement downtown. Um, the other thing that people don't even realize, did you know that the city of Huntington Beach has an um, equestrian center? I did not. Yes. And it's beautiful, and people can, you know, take their children or take themselves. It's right in the middle of Central Park. Huh. And our Central Park, that was a, a very important thing to our residents, uh, especially seven or eight years ago coming out of the big recession. A lot of our parks had been neglected, and people want our parks working. So that's a, something else that the city changed, making the parks high on the list to make sure they could, you know, be up to date, safe equipment and things of that sort. Not to mention the dog park, which is a big the dog park too. They got new bark yeah. <laughs> and new fencing and so I can't say enough about that area, especially because it's around the lake. They're gonna put a path around the lake to make it safer, um, if you didn't want to jump over the tree uh, trunk and right. the um, roots. And then something really for our kids. They just finished and opened a I guess you would call it a park, I don't know, amenity or something, but it's quite large and the kids can crawl in it. It's in the shape of almost a snake, if that makes sense, yeah. but so it's netted. And so it's about 15, 20 feet off the ground, maybe even higher in some areas. It's packed. <laughs> so a jungle gym of sorts. Yes, that's a good way to describe it. It sounds like the city's goal is to continue to create more amenities for the people that come and live there. And Absolutely. continue to reinvest in the infrastructure uh, going forward. I mean, it makes perfect sense. We are blessed with a, a wonderful public works director, Sean Crumby. He's worked at some other cities here in the county, but he's brought some terrific ideas. I think... I think the city's in a space where that's what's going on right now. Very forward thinking, wanting to update things. They know things are dated. Uh, people don't want them to be dated, you know, any longer. So yeah. there's money going there. And then let's seriously talk about homelessness. I mean, it's something that's on everyone's mind. If you don't talk about it, yeah. we have to, I think. We've done a good job. We have opened a shelter about a year ago. Due to COVID, we didn't have a completely full uh, however, we have a team that's running it. We are more and more encouraging people to go to there. We know that there's people who will not. But the thing that I want to be able to say to our residents is we have brought more services. We have a full-time housing manager, I guess you could call him, Jason Austin. In terms of dealing with the homeless yes, and yes. with the shelter. And then we have the police department who have dedicated four officers and we have four committed uh, counselors and then I don't know if you've seen the most exciting thing that we've done the be well OC van no okay because more cities are coming on I'm proud to tell you that our city Huntington Beach was the pilot started last August and what it is it's an organization here in the county called be well OC which is an umbrella and under that there is this van they put together where it's helping the community with people in the community who may not be well and if there's somebody acting out or needs some help, they can go rather than the police. Interesting. And so we're not defunding our police. We have hired more police. Well, that was one of the questions I was going to yeah, ask. Yeah, absolutely not. We've hired more police, and they're doing more police work because now they have somebody helping them. That's great. And it's a big, big deal.
Yeah, super. And let's talk about, I think we'd be, be remiss if we didn't talk about transportation, not only uh, as it relates to the city, but just to countywide. And I know you're on the committee, so you're very well in tune with what's going on. I guess for our listeners and viewers out there, what is going on with the 405 and the other projects around uh, town and around the county? Well, the 405 freeway is being redeveloped from the 73 freeway to the 605 freeway. And people wonder, why are they knocking down all those bridges? They just built a few new ones, right? 18 of the bridges are going to be rebuilt, and eight of them have already been completed. Yeah. Why? Well, because they're widening the freeway. So the, the, you know, the pilings that actually held the bridge up were too close. Right, right. Long term, there will be a toll lane on the freeway, and there's going to be two more fr- free lanes going each direction. And what it's done is really helped our on and off ramps in all the cities and all the communities. For example, in Huntington Beach, the Edinger Beach intersection is really impacted there's a lot of traffic yeah so now they're going to widen that and i think you're going to find getting on and off going to be much safer you know more up to date um there's going to be bike lanes safe bike lanes and sidewalks because people a lot of times they don't understand why it really needs to be done but i think you're going to find traffic one thing that we've also benefited in our community is our synchronization of our lights on Beach Boulevard and some of our major arteries, it makes such a big difference. Yeah, and the on and off of the freeway is where the congestion seems to be. So certainly in the middle of heavy construction, it's tough to get any kind of traction with it. But once it's done, it seems like it should flow much better. I think you. I think people are going to find it, and I think they're going to really appreciate the and, speed. And that expansion is really with federal dollars as opposed to local money? It's a combination. Um, there is um, Measure M money local money and then there's the county money and then there is the fed funds i will say this is one of the things that i think is so smart about octa they borrowed what they call a a tifia loan it's an an acronym so i can't tell you what it means but i will tell you this the interest rate was phenomenal it saved the whole project millions and millions of dollars because they were able to do that they make good financial decisions and why because it's our people's money. Yeah, traffic problem is not going away, and uh, the better you deal with it, and the sooner, the better off I think it Well, one is. of the things we do have, not without some issues right now, I will say, but there's a streetcar being built in Santa Ana in Garden Grove. Right now, it's only four and a half miles, but I will tell you, if it is successful and it does do what we think it's going to do, Huntington Beach will be able to connect with that maybe along Beach Boulevard, up by Westminster, or maybe a little bit further north than that. And then take it all the way to down. Los Angeles. That would be awesome. Yeah, it yeah. really would. Because when I first got on OCTA, I always felt bad because there was nothing happening over in Huntington. It was like all over here. But what they've done is our roads are better. Our city has the highest pavement rating than any city in the county. And that's a big deal. For years, we haven't been able to repave And now with Sean and his team, we've been able to break it down from 12 years. Now we're going to be repaving every six years. Great. It's a big deal. Yeah, for sure. Well, look, we're almost out of time. I got one more question for you. In terms of 2022, what's the one thing you want people to know about Huntington Beach and about where it's going and and take home with them uh, as as a parting gift? (laughs) Well, I appreciate the question that we're in business. We're open. We are looking for different ideas. I think we have a, a talented department departments that are looking for new ideas as well. We are really being considered 
be the city for the Olympics for surfing. Hmm. And that is going to be very, very special. You're going to see some really uh, well done ideas that may come to fruition. I don't know this yet, but for example, BMX. Yeah. And I know we got to go, but I would say that's probably the biggest thing that's not on everyone's radar. I think it's five years from now. Sure. And I mean, we could talk all day about Huntington Beach. I know you can and I, and I got plenty of stuff. But for someone who owns a bunch of properties in Huntington Beach, I, I can say firsthand it's been a pleasure. Our dealings with the city, I can say, certainly enjoy owning property and, and doing business in the city. And it is a great place to live and work and come and visit. So I say two thumbs up for Surf City. And I say thank you for being on the show and, and sharing your thoughts and, and much continued success to you and your business and your family thank and you. the city. Thank you very much. Yeah. So just to wrap up for today, we will be back next week if you uh, were wondering. Talking more real estate, I am Barry Saywitz, uh, president of the Saywitz Company. And if it's one thing I've learned in my years of uh, doing real estate, it's to look at both sides of the equation. Today, we've looked at many sides and many different aspects. And we'll uh, look forward to having you here next week on Let's Talk Real Estate. Thanks for listening in. Well, there you have it. You've been listening to Let's Talk Real Estate, your weekly BS with Barry Saywitz about the current state of the real commercial real estate market right here in Southern California. On Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from our studio here at the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center.